everyone. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Kahea. I'm the host of the Coffee and Jesus podcast. Today, I have water. I know. I know. It's... I haven't even drank coffee in an episode in like the past four episodes. So, uh, it's just... We're just trying to stay hydrated out here, okay? I wake up too early to not drink coffee in the morning, so... This is where we're at. Anyways, let's just go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that you've blessed us with. I pray that you would speak to us through your word and that we would just really be encouraged by today's message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So last episode, we did talk about something different. We talked about consumerism, anxiety, and depression, which was great topics, um, prayerfully I will be able to do a part two on that one but we are back into our psalm schedule for now and we're going to go through psalms 14 and let's start with verse one the fool has said in his heart there is no god there are corrupt they have done abominable works there is none that doeth good the lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek him they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers in iniquity no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. Verse 6. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. So right away, David is saying that people who don't believe in Jesus or God are foolish which is true because down to the literal intricacy of a blade of grass to our DNA, to our heartbeat, there are so many things that manifest and shout and scream that the Lord, just the idea, not even seeing it, of our solar system, how stars are made, there's just so many things that relate with how awesome and how great our creator is. And those who do not believe in a creator or anyone greater than us literally are contradictory because if you don't believe in anything, you're still believing in something because nothing is something. We are denying the creator when we say that we do not believe in God. And I do not want to be at that place. I do not want to say that I do not believe in Jesus or God, not just because I do, but because I don't think it's logical, but also my heart goes out to people who don't because they are rejecting creation and they're rejecting Jesus. And we should be accepting of him. And I can't accept somebody or love on them if I'm rejecting who they are because when we go against creation we're basically going against humans and animals and everything so let's just remember that God created us for a purpose and we're here for a reason and we're here to love on other people we're here to be here for each other trying to do that every day more and more and trying to be more like Christ every day is so much more valuable and beneficial and such a blessing to the Lord rather than rejecting literally creation as itself. Verse 2 
talks about how God is seeking out those who are willing and able. And if we are willing and able, we will do what he says. And also, what is that? Right? That's trusting in the Lord and loving on other people. And those are just the two things that the Lord asks from us. He doesn't ask you to be the best worship leader or the most amazing greeter at church. He literally asks us to trust in him and to love on others. And it's so much easier said than done. But we will see the benefits, maybe not in this time, but maybe in heaven. And even if we don't, the fact that we are serving others, it allows us to take our eyes off of ourselves and our eyes onto other people and our eyes onto Jesus. Verse 3 and 4 basically talk about there is no one who is choosing righteousness. And this is back in David's time, so it's gotten a lot worse since then. Honestly, I think that the times are the same because people are going to reject God whether we like it or not. You either choose him or you don't. You cannot be lukewarm. You are either for the Lord or you're against him. And if you are in between, you're still against him because you're not for him. And so we have to choose what we want our lives to look like. Do we want to look like the world or do we want to look like Christ? And that's why being a Christian can be so challenging because you are basically a beaming light in a dark room. And of course, everyone's going to see you because you're so different from everything that's around. As our morals and values change and shift and become more like Christ, we are separating ourselves from the world more and more every day. And we're dying to ourselves. So it's almost like we can't recognize who we are because we are becoming something so much better and so much greater, but only through Christ. And that's where it has to be for his glory. And if it is, you're going to direct people towards Christ and not be like, oh yeah, it's all me. I'm just this great person because honestly, that just means that you haven't grown at all if you're still stuck in your self-centered mentality. But the Lord has grace for everyone. He honestly does. And he is still looking for people, even though there was no one to be found on earth, um, according to David. But also, they didn't call upon the Lord. And that's not a good place to be in as well. We should be calling upon the Lord. You know, if you're ever stuck in any situation where you just don't know what to do, honestly, the best advice would be to just pray. Just pray to the Lord, call upon his name. You pray in the morning. You can pray when you're driving to work. Please don't close your eyes. Um, and you can pray when you go to before you go to bed. There's just so many opportunities to be in the Lord's presence. And that goes into the next verses. Verse 5 is so amazing because it says, There were they that in great fear, for God is the generation in the righteous. God is the generation of the righteous. So wherever God is, there is righteousness. And if God is in this generation as he was in the last generation and the one before that, there is righteousness. So don't be afraid. Don't be sad. The Lord's justice and righteousness will shine throughout all of the garbage and the darkness. And also it says that don't be ashamed of the Lord and don't be ashamed that he is our refuge. He is our peace. He is our place to run to 
he should be the one where we go to first instead of anyone else, any person. He knows all. He loves you, and he has so much peace and joy to share with you. But we have to trust in him, and we have to run to him. And he is—he should be our best friend, you know. We should talk to him just as much as we FaceTime our friends at school or work or even our family members. We should be talking to the Lord daily and getting to know him more and more. And the last verse is just so powerful and encouraging. It says, Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion, when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people. Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. This, again, was way before Jesus was even born. But still, David got across his point that Jesus is our salvation. And he has saved us from captivity. He has set us free from sin. And we should rejoice and be glad in that. And that is really the gospel. It's so amazing how God used David to really preach the gospel. Even if he didn't know he was preaching it. We see it now that he totally is. I am so blessed by this right now. Because this just gives me so much hope. That one, the Lord is looking for people to serve, but also people not even to serve, but just to love on other people. He's looking for those who want to be set apart and want to be righteous and want to be more like him. Two, he's looking for a relationship with us. He wants to become our friends, our best friends. And also, he wants to be our safe place and set us free from captivity. So he has everything we need. We just need to run to him. And the more we run to him, the more we're running away from everything else. And the more we are going to be at peace. And this past week has been so stressful. And I know for a lot of people, Christmas time is very stressful. It's just a lot, you know. You just have a lot to do. And just with work on top of that, you have parties and gifts and all these things to worry about. But I realized that we need to slow down and take the time to pray and thank Jesus for what truly Christmas is about. Thank him for being born. Thank him for suffering in this world as we do, for going through exactly what we do. He's so able to relate with us because he went exactly through what we're going through right now. With that, let's go ahead and close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time, Lord. We thank you for just being born. We thank you for suffering and also conquering death and sin, Lord. You are just truly amazing. And we are so grateful for everything that you've done, Lord, and everything that you will pull us through. And I pray that you would just bless those who are listening. And we thank you for giving David the words to speak to us so that we can listen to them years and years later. And in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a blessed Christmas week and I will see you in the next episode.